Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. Uh, good morning. Thanks again for getting our year-round carnival podcast. This is our update edition. It is 9.35 Saturday morning. Information correct as we speak with Vince Cardi from Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Ralphie. How are you? Mate, I'm well. Uh, time to open the shoulders and have a look at uh, your race speed profile. So once again, if you've uh, if you've got this, you've got the race speed profiles with it, so please open it up and, uh, and uh, use this as an accompaniment to the information we're about to uh, provide you. Uh, this is all about business today. Excellent race card. You've uh, surmised this with Vince and uh, and really you're saying in a true position, good service, those runners up front get their chance. But there is a little bit, there's, there's a fair band of rain that is potentially hitting. Well, this is the thing and Sandown's prone to get rain. At the moment, why is it indicating that some time around 4pm is when the rain's going to hit? So this will be interesting if that hits at that time, of course. Like all racing enthusiasts, I hope it comes after six, right? Yes. Personally, that would be nice. But we've got to bear that in mind that if it starts to come at four o'clock, depending on how much rain, that could impact races seven, eight, and nine. Okay, so that's uh, that's the caveat there. But in the meantime, we'll talk on the information that we've got in front of us. Race one on the program here, over 2,100 metres. Right you are as dominant favourite across the market, around about $1.70 version. Uh, if I've surmised what you've written up right, Vince, you're saying it's entitled to be favourite at, at a tight price, but moderate confidence level because it's a, it's a pleasure yourself if you want to take that, that short odds. Well, that's correct. And Pace could be muddling. And I give a lot of respect to Vow and Declare as well. I mean, everything <laughs> looks right. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a horse who's run huge in the Turnbull. So is there any concerns for you at 2,100 with right you are? I know he's good at Mooney Valley on a tight track at 2,040. It's just too hard to fault. And the reason why, Ralphie, is this, I just don't believe there's going to be speed. Yeah. So and he this, helps, this helps him. Yep. All right, race two in the program here, more of an open race for the Phillies. We've got uh, some mixed form lines here that I'll, I'll get you to pull apart. Shuffle Dancer's favourite at sort of uh, mid to low threes. Then uh, then there's Laced Up Hills who's got Perth form. She's lickety split, who's had a run here but uh, and was good uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the spring. But as far as a race fitness up and about situation, how are you rating Call Die with Sydney form, a Royal Merchant on the quick backup? Okay, well, firstly, if we look at Call Die, I thought the run on the Kenzo was sensational. Second best of the day. It's That's not an easy thing to do off a nice break. But this stable, you know they can have the horses like right on point, fresh. Love the fact that Oliver's on board. That's another real key indicator for me. And I have a high expectation that this horse could repeat that performance. And if it does that, then this is the horse to beat. Nice and simple. Uh, as far as um, Royal Merchant, gee, uh, if you follow Melbourne Racing, you'd be pretty poor if you tried to risk Ma Eustace horses when they're deep into a prep because they can get them to keep delivering. And basically, uh, past two starts in four, when fourth have both been in good stakes races. Yeah, the reason why we wanted to keep this runner in, Ralph, is, like you said, firstly, rock hard fit. I'm, I am a big believer that at Sandown, up the hill, having that rock hard race fitness plays as an edge. 
it is a benchmark profiled horse, which means it's right up to this field. And I also feel that from a lead point of view, it's unlikely horses are going to get into the lanes. And therefore, this horse might not be that easy to run down. It's just all about whether they can get away with the right ratio through the first 600 metres. Given she's favourite, you've got her fourth in the most advantage, called Dye. She's looking split Royal Merchant, but you haven't written up Shuffle Dance. What were your challenges for Shuffle Dance as a tight favourite here? Well, the, the first point is this. The horse hasn't broken benchmark. Now, it is showing some potential like I love the way it executed that run at Flemington even though it got beaten one and a half the 6.1 above benchmark last 400 was fantastic but I felt that the Mooney Valley run was a lot closer to the real perspective of this horse's 400 meter sprint and that was off a good pace of benchmark and was about half the capacity it has trialed since all good I just don't believe at this stage this horse is going to break benchmark, and and that's the reason why I've sort of just said, okay, you're sort of on the fringe. A race three in the program here. There's six horses. They've all got ability, so that's, that can be a bit of a head-scratcher to start with, but you're saying True Wrath, who we did sizzle first up, uh, very forgivable second up, and you expect it to run well here. Yeah, and the pace is what I can't really get clarity over. Small field, Ralphie. They could just sit up and it becomes an explosion of the 400-metre sprint and who's positioned where. No one's mo- no one's going to get any lane advantages. The only thing that's most likely to happen is those on-pace runners will be hard to run down. This is the way I'm looking at it. But at the same token, I, I can't sort of put my hand on my heart and say, oh, I just want to storm into a horse like Churar either. I just feel that, okay, you get some advantages, but the pace is what bothers me. And, and then a horse like Espiona, I do have an expectation this horse should leapfrog a lot better than what it's doing. So is this the the opportunity for the horse? And where's the upside with uh, Torajin? Lightly raced and has got got a capacity to to produce speed early. We know that. Well, again, if I look at this horse here, right now it's bang on benchmark. Both jump outs have been excellent, Ralphie. So there's no problems. This horse looks set to run very well first up 1,400 metres and the pace is going to be on its side. The only disadvantage I found is when I come down, if, gonna, if, gonna, if it's going to turn into a 400 metre sprint, does it have the best 400 metre sprint? All right, so there's some moderate confidence early in the day, but race four, we, we touched on it yesterday, and I wanted to because you're a moderate to high. Well, you've upgraded this race to high. It's all about spacewalkers, you're thinking. It really is, Ralphie. Unless this runner doesn't handle sand down, I, I'm just sitting back here. This looks like a an outstanding opportunity. I, I feel that it's... It's going to run first or second, in my view, and and I'm sort of leaning more to first and second, but the reality is I do expect this horse to finish on the podium and be a very difficult horse to beat. I know you like keeping the place on side, so as we speak, it's about uh, mid mid to low threes, so that, that's going to give you that opportunity. If it stays there, I'll be a very happy man. <laughs> uh, you've got some softness about the fillies and the local form, Queen of the Ball, Rich Fortune, but particularly for those taking multis, we put a big sizzle on Sebenak. It was a really good run first up, amazing price at $18, and, uh, and recommendation, well, he's going to be leading, and he's uh, again, he's a Mar Eustace runner who's, who looks like he'll give a sight. Well, the way Sabinac came back, Ralph, you couldn't have summed it up any better from the way you wrote up about the horse. It was just simply outstanding. And this, if there's any danger in my view to spacewalk, it could be this particular runner because it, it just looks like a big leaper. 
All right, particularly for taking early quaddy or some multis, there it is there at $18, like we said, and, uh, and the on-pace recommendation that you've written up there. Race five and the program, I, and tell me if I'm wrong, I've sort of read this, that you've you've made this uh, a low-moderate conference race, even though at this stage Pericles and Mr Maestro have a talent edge. You can see there in your uh, past yes. profile there, uh, best last three preps, both of them are, are, are you know, plus 1.1 uh, Pericles best, Mr Maestro 1.7. That's a clear talent edge to date, but they're both second up at 1,700 and they take uh, – 1800 rather and they take on some race fit horses and there's a chance the pace might end up being faster than average and yep. therefore putting a little bit more pressure you're going to deal with the uphill run it, it can just find them out over the last 100 200 meters the the of course on the upside both those riders car and shin they're brilliant <laughs> they're tactics. Order, they? <laughs> they, they are they know how to handle handle the energy so but you've got to really go towards that angle yep. and if, if that plays out for you then of course, I'm going to sit back and say no surprise. Right. So there's this one there. Actually, there's one I was having a bit of a head scratch about um, about assessing, and you put it as your fourth most advantage in high approach. One uh, a, a listed race on Melbourne Cup Day. There was not not much on the time wise, but it beat Lindemann, who then won last week, who was very strong. And uh, and really, I don't know if we've seen the best of him. And he resumed in a very fast mile at Mooney Valley, stuck inside, and really couldn't show what he's capable of. No, he really couldn't show what he was capable of. And it was the first time that I could see this horse was being able to sort of generate really good pace and yep. maintain its line. And realistically, it only really started to tank out over the last 250, 300 metres in terms of overall energy and not to any excessive amount. So this horse has proven at the distance. When you look at that Flemington win, I mean, goodness me, if you look at the structure of that race, there's no way they could run time there. I can't help but feel that's a bit of a surprise packet and could easily win. Well, it's there at $21. So first league of the uh, quaddy. So I'll add new information if I see it from what we what we dive deep into yesterday. Mm-hmm. With Gold Trip, the new information is, Vince, I listen to one hour of radio a week, which is 7 or 8 RSN on Sunday mornings in case the trainers tell you something that you don't know or you're not sure of. Uh, David Eustace was interesting, mate. He, um, he said Gold Trip, he just wanted to give it a kickoff run uh, on firm track. He's not expecting much, and he's surprised at his favourite. And he was very keen on it, on the stable mates stolen him. Yep. Well, and I know you you your own data, so I'm just going to measure it up for our, no, our listeners. No, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it all makes sense. Yep. But the the reality is, it's the competition. Yep. And sure, this horse may not be uh, ready to fly in terms of first up perspective, but just might have too much class. Yes. And this is the reason why. I mean, I, I, you know, giving it a one point two. Seriously, Ralphie, I could not score the horse any lower. So that means every other horse has to run much better, and that's assuming that Gold Trip's going to come to play on what I would have called just a mediocre first-up run profile-wise. And it still sits, you know, very strongly as a first three proposition. And I, I and the main thing for me is I just feel the eighteen hundred meters a great place to start. And I don't know. Hopefully, that you know. The train is wrong. Surefire Stein and Young Worth are your foremost advantage of the uh, of the market moves. Is they've come for Emissary, who won first up last prep at Caulfield. My position was comparing those two runs where there was a bit of juice in the track. Um, this has potential with Keats and uh, and Deny Knowledge to really fly up front. So it's it's not really comparing apples to apples. What's your thoughts with Emissary? Well, the horse proved last campaign off a long break that it could win. Yep. Again, not a lot of speed. 
in that particular race. I do feel the speed's going to be better here. There's, there is a, a, a group of horses that like to sort of be tackling that lead speed up front. Therefore, I do expect some pace, and that might work against Emissary. The close, I thought, was reasonably soft that day when it was first up. So I see that even though the last trial on the 15th of second was really good and it was at the right distance, giving you the indication. Yeah, it's giving you the indication this horse is going to come to play, but nothing beats good hard race match practice, Ralphie. It certainly doesn't. All right, the Blue Diamond, we discussed this in depth yesterday. It's an open race there as far as the market's concerned. Well, they've gravitated to Steel City at uh, low to mid fours from Barber around about that $5 range and then further out to, uh, well, I suppose, the, the Little Bros, Brave Halo, Don Corleone. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts uh, Saturday morning? Well, it's hard for me to change my views and what I felt we discussed yesterday. I mean, obviously, it's not a race that I'm going to participate in. Of course, I'm excited to watch the race and see what how they play out, these horses. And I'm, I'm very keen to see if Steel City makes that next step. You know, when we look at our internal data, there's a, there's a number of little characteristics that indicate just based on how that stable operates, you know, plus two lengths improvements there, and I can understand why it's favourite. I'm very keen to see how Don Corleone plays. And I want to actually also see if Brave Halo can make that transition from Western Australia to Victoria and, and run to its profile. I've left it up uh, on top by default in terms of the QR profile, but in terms of the ranking, it's sort of in the mix. And, and, and Barb, there's always been a big rap on this horse, Ralph. Even though it hasn't broken benchmark, I have an expectation today's the day for this horse as well. But that doesn't mean that something else can't come out of the ground and win. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, the Futurity Stakes, so it, it, it's it's even tougher now from a betting opportunity because there's only six runners. So, again, we, we described this in depth yesterday. Alligator Blood's going to roll along. That's, that's pretty obvious. It comes down to how Blake Shin rides this runner. I don't think it's possible to rule out any of the top three as a starting point. What's your, what's your thoughts Saturday morning now? Well, firstly, I'm going to say, is, is the rain come by then? And yes. I've got a high level of confidence rain's coming, Ralphie, right? I just don't know how much and when, but the indicators are 4pm. That probably makes it a little bit negative for Nugget. Yep. Pace-wise, could we find ourselves in a situation where they just absolutely sit up and run 10, 12, 15 lengths below benchmark and make it a dead set sprint home? horse like Alligator Blood probably gets a bit of an advantage in some aspects because you've got to give the lead speed horses closest to the fence if they go slowly, maybe a one-length advantage because no one's going to get into those lanes, Ralphie. Look, unless the rains come earlier and everybody shifts off the track and I'm completely wrong in my assumption. Other than that, I'm thunderstruck and Brightside still get their opportunities to break through and win. So, yep. so if I, I do the big circle around, they're the two biggest kickers in the field. I mean, I'm not saying Mr. O, my O'Brien doesn't have a big kick. It does. But I, I just feel that conditioning-wise, it might be one run off them. All right, I suppose I've got to ask you now about the Oakley Plate in two ways, both what you've written here where you've ended up uh, uh, gravitating in, in an open race. I mean, we discussed it in, in, in big depth uh, yesterday, obviously, but in an open race, you've ended up gravitating a King of Sparta, IME, Lofty Strike, Star Patrol, and you've thrown Mask Crusader there for the reasons that we outlined yesterday. Uh, so the, the two-way question, what's your thoughts now? And if the rain hits, what's your thoughts for our customers? Well, a lot of chessboard moves and <laughs> pretty much... 
ended up why should i just knock the original ai prediction in terms of the way it was extracting the data because i ended up back there and star patrol is probably the only horse that i couldn't basically throw out the window out of out of the group of the horses i decided that i felt that uncommon james i'm willing to take on i want to see this horse repeat the 3.4 i didn't think there was enough in that performance first up for me personally even though it was a decent figure i'm just not sure if that horse is going to make that next step around three lengths to you know to go plus three king of sparta is right on the on the doorstep it's a rock solid two and a half if the rain comes flooding down I'm probably a little bit negative on the horse because it's WTI from a S5 point of view isn't very good. The same can be said with IME. I'd probably completely throw that in the bin if the rain comes stumping down and say no. Lofty strikes can handle the given the ground, but only just. And Star Patrol, right now, I feel its best performances are on dry tracks and it's been able to produce some super performances. Uh, becomes a big mess, Ralph, if the rain comes down for me. That's a very interesting statement because you give me a little bit of clarity about quaddies too, Vince, because that, that could say that your chaos theory could kick in here. Oh, maybe, for sure. Maybe take a little quaddy with uh, going super wide in this race. <sighs> Absolutely. See, then, see, this is how I look at it. A horse like Chain of Lightning, for instance, it's only got yes. around a 1.5. It's got outstanding profile on, on some given the ground. All of a sudden, a runner like that comes right into the race. Even another horse that's up there, Zapateo, does actually like a bit of giving the ground could just all of a sudden make it very very interesting and, and you know a couple other horses are probably out the back but yeah this is a becomes very open for me ralphie if that happens all right so we wanted to put that on the table when it, when it comes to your summary here vince it sounds like that uh the, the one you're definitely most keen on today is uh is spacewalk that's the one ralphie if if, any, if there's any race you've got to go to, that's definitely a race. And the only thing that I can see myself getting beaten on is if the horse absolutely fails on the track. That's the only thing that I can see. And for me, that's not enough. <laughs> Let's hope so. So best of luck to you. Best of luck to you as a listener, as a customer. We really appreciate your ongoing support. And when lose or draw, we'll break it all down Monday on our year-round carnival review podcast. Good morning, Mr. Love, that's it.